Listening to the Talky Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is a slash review discussion about uh, the Neko Monogatari Shiro series, or Monogatari, seri- uh, Monogatari series second season, the Subasa Tiger arc, which is part one through five, or episode one through five of the second season. I know that's confusing, but stick with me. Neko Monogatari White, essentially. So should I go ahead and leave, and then? And let you do the entire thing, and then I'll do the next one all by myself with you gone. Nah, that's <laughs> funny, Chris. That's that's funny. <laughs> but get our warning in here first. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the Monogatari second series first arc, which is going to basically talk about certain characters that might be somewhat spoilery to reveal from the first series. So there's light spoilers in this beginning part. Later part, we'll get into more of the deeper spoiler stuff after a, a quick music. But uh, for those that haven't watched the series, you can kind of listen to us for a little bit and be okay. So uh, we always like to put that in the beginning so that people kind of get an idea if this is still kind of progressing good and if they should jump into the series or not kind of thing. Uh, but in this series, we got we got to follow uh, Subasa, who is... This is taking place right after the events of Nisimonogatari. I don't know if I can say right afterwards, but it's pretty much after the Nisimonogatari series. Um, and it kind of just takes a full-on perspective of Tsubasa. So, different than the previous seasons, which has pretty much always been, here's Araragi, and he's going to this place, and this place, and this place, and you're following along with them. This is following specifically Tsubasa. As she goes through it, her days during this kind of after-event. And it's, like I said mentioned before, it's kind of right after, uh, it would be this would be after the whole thing with Karen, and the Fire Sisters, and uh, Sukihi, and Araragi if that gives you a better, clearer picture, too. Um, but it's kind of going past the element of, because we already had before, we we mentioned there's Subasa and she's dealing with the Suguari Neko apparition. Uh, and this is where she is going to school, and she suddenly has a confrontation with a, or a, a ends up de- walking down the street and walking into uh, a tiger, a really huge tiger that actually talks, and she's able to communicate with this tiger. And... It walks past her. She's a little bit afraid of it, but then she kind of continues on. She tells Senja Gahara about it, and Senja Gahara's like, this isn't a, a normal thing. You should check. You should go seek out Araragi and see what he... Because he'll end up helping you, even if you ask him or not. And so it's kind of figuring out what is this tiger. Uh, suddenly, Subasa's home is set on fire, and it burns down, and trying to figure out what exactly caused the fire. 
what the tiger wants, how she is still dealing with uh, Sawari Neko, how Sawari Neko affects her. And at the same time, as Chris kind of alluded to earlier, Araragi's not even really in the picture because he is currently quote unquote missing. It doesn't seem like anybody is, bo- nobody's bothered by the fact that he's not around. Uh, even his, his family has kind of noted the fact that he's not in and he's been gone for a couple days. And he's kind of dealing with something on the side, and we're not quite seeing what that is, but we're kind of getting a picture of kind of the outer view of, yeah, something is changing, and it's obviously that Araragi is involved. And, uh, but that's kind of the side picture, because the entire time it's a focus on Tsubasa. One of the things that I, I, I kind of want to point out about this this set of events is... One of the cool things is, is having this this story without Araragi is is interesting. I like it. But one of the cool things that they did here was, even though we are seeing Subasa's story, which is a really cool story, um, uh, how she resolves it, all that neat stuff. One of the cool things that I did like is seeing this this aspect of just dropping these little hints that, oh hey, quote unquote, Araragi is up to something, and it is obviously huge it's not it's not something that's small over there and yeah you you don't it never comes out and flat out says hey there's something really bad over here going on but you know from the the little hints that has been dropped here and there it's like obviously there's something going on and i'm very interested in what's going on and i can't wait to see the kind of other side of this story I think the thing that I most enjoyed about the show, yeah, that that was really an element of, wow, I really want to know what's happening over there. So even after we watch this segment, it's like, I want to go watch the next one to see what the hell he's doing, because yeah. <laughs> obviously something really big is going down. But I was more interested also in how this, as I mentioned when we did our review of or review talk of uh, Nekomonogatari White uh, or Black, I had this element of this kind of took that vision of Subasa being like this pure and really smart girl and kind of turned on its head and said, no, she's a little more complicated than that. And it made me question if I would ever kind of like her personality. It put, put doubt in my mind. This one kind of took it and said, I, I think right at the beginning, it, it says, this is, it's it, Subasa talking. She said, this is, this is my story from my side. This isn't from the perspective of Araragi who sees me as a goddess. And it quickly went in this element of here is my everything, just like uh, Nekomonogatari Black did. But in this one, it kind of went and took another step and turned her into a character that I just love. Oh, and yeah. to t- to <laughs> to flip it like that with Monogatari uh, Nekomonogatari Black, and then flip it again with Nekomonogatari White was this really really fascinating thing. That how can you make a character go through so much? in such a little time and change my perspective on her so much, so, so drastically. And it, it, it's one of those things that I, 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 one of the biggest things that I, um, I absolutely came away from this, this set of series, this series coming away from it more than anything was I absolutely despise that last scene. It made me, yes, we'll get more of that later, but a particular character more than I have ever it's not that I absolutely despise her but I don't like her so much now it's 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 I it's I've, a frustration yeah it's a big frustration and and 
I I loved it. this the, that last scene really hit me hard. I mean, very hard. Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll get more into that later. But um, I also want to kind of point out that the only thing I didn't really that I kind of struggled with in this this season was it kind of came out of the gate with a Sindra Gahara that I didn't know was there. And I hope that makes sense to most people, but it's just, you had this whole situation with Subasa happening and it seemed like Sindra Gahara was coming in very strong and she was acting in ways that I've never seen Sindra Gahara act before. Like this was a different, like I've always known Sindra Gahara as being that very stone faced, uh, very cynical character and then out of nowhere, she's having huge amounts of compassion and being sorrowful, sorrowful and being connected to somebody that I didn't know she had a connection with. And yeah, you can kind of draw the, okay, well, there's this gap here, and I can assume that something happened in between there. They spent time with each other at school or whatever, and maybe formed a bond through the fact that they both know Adaragi. But this was like a, to see her acting that way i was going wait wait where's the punchline is she gonna crack a joke wait this isn't this isn't Sinja gohara i don't know her as this so it was a it was a little bit difficult for me to accept that and i don't know if it's going to be something that you know one of the later series says oh yeah here's this gap between these events and these events and this is where it shows why Sinja gohara has a connection like this i don't have that right now so i can really say is okay that's fine i'll just accept that they've had time with each other uh, Sinjakara has covered for Subasa uh, before, so I'll accept that kind of thing. But even with that said, I love this time together between Sinjakara and and Subasa. Uh, it was great to have a season of no Aradagi because it allowed something we never really see happen throughout the entire beginning series is moments away from Aradagi. This was finally that moment. It, it's like when we were talking about Sword Online. One of the biggest issues I have with Sora Online is the fact that after you have these two characters have decided to be together, you now have an entire harem that can't be a harem anymore because none of them can be with that guy because he has chosen. And they're never developed as characters because they never do anything besides chase after that person, even though they can't have that person. Well, This the- one had that moment where they did exactly what I wanted with Sora Online. They, they said... Okay, yeah, Adaragi's been the main focus this entire time. There's all these girls around him that are all great. This is where they said, okay, now let's have some alone time. Let's have them together and not necessarily talking about Adaragi. They're just talking about what kind of foes do you like? What kind of personality you are? I want to help you. Let me help you kind of moment. And I love this, this particular arc for that. In one way, it kind of showed this show's biggest weakness, and that is because the show is so Aradagi-centric, you never, like Andrew was kind of hinting at, I don't know if you specifically said it, maybe I washed over it, but if it never shows any character outside of Aradagi, so... Like like Andrew was saying, you don't see that connection between Sindra Gahara and... and and uh, and Subasa, so it kind of leads this aspect of you have to suspend your disbelief on their connection, and it is kind of frustrating. Like like you were saying, the the idea that uh, Sindra Kahara came in, and I I was like, who the heck is this character? I I know the artwork, um, I <laughs> I know the voice actress, but who is this character? And it 
it was so out of character for her. It, I didn't know if I was supposed to take it serious. I, I like that that show of weakness, that show of actual caring, but at the same time, it was so out of character. It 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 took me out of the show. Does that make sense? Well, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that felt that way. No, yeah, I I, I really I I was like, what the what the heck is going on here? I accepted it. But it was more of a of a thing of okay maybe it's just like I said it, it, because it's so Aradagi centric does that mean that none of these characters have any lives outside of Aradagi that doesn't mean I'm not saying that they don't it's I'm the saying that we're given is yeah. always from him we like, that's what I was mentioning I can only assume that Subasa and Sinjogahara spend some time at school together they've they've formed a bond through knowing Aradagi and so they while we're not while we're, while we're with Aradagi over here with Hachikuchi they're over here actually com- conversing because we've seen it before we I mean out of nowhere we go oh yeah that's that's right Subasa and the fire sisters are hanging out together they they do stuff together they're helping each other out we just don't ever see it. Right. So th- my only assumption is that but it, it's just difficult to go from they're, we they're, never they're, see them together to suddenly She's bawling her eyes out. They're, they're definitely aware of each other. I mean, they re- make reference to each other all the time. Uh, Sindrakara, it flat out is called uh, Subasa uh, Hanakawa-sama. It, it's natural for me to call mm-hmm. her that. I mean, and and me and my, Andrew both said, I, why would she call her that? That I want to know the 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 background as to why she did that. It, I I assume we make our assumptions that it has something to do with the Golden Week. But we don't really know. It's never actually flat out said. So you can take the assumption that there is something going on that we are not aware of. Yeah. Um, But I I guess that we can kind of conclude our our non-spoilery segment with that. Um, So because we've been dancing around things. I think we've been doing a pretty excellent job um, more than I thought we would. Um, But yeah, just come down to it. If you're still wondering if we're liking the show, still loving it. And like I said before, my main reason for loving this particular arc was seeing Subasa do such a flip and a flip again with this arc was just an excellent arc for Subasa, and added so many emotions that I never really thought I would have over. The- I never really cared much for Subasa. I mean, she was there, she was cute, she was smart. I liked her for that, but the Nekomonogatari Black was like, okay, now you're making me question her a lot. This one was a, now, my gosh, I love this character. <laughs> yeah. So to do that with me is just an excellent way of, it, of She's easily ranked up as probably my top character. I'm still holding out hope that uh, uh, Sawako is going to make a huge impact with the Medusa arc. But, you know, yeah. I absolutely I can't wait for Medusa. I know. I I <laughs> I have an, I have a figure coming. So if Medusa ends up being a really terrible arc, that's going to suck. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> but I absolutely love Subasa and this this set of episodes absolutely put her in stone. She is by far one of my favorite characters in that show. Yep. So we'll we'll continue our this is best character. This is best character. This is best character. <laughs> I don't want to completely cut out the other characters right now, but yeah. I there is one character who has dropped very very far down in my list right now, so <laughs> which we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, I didn't even mention it. I, I guess the the opening would have been uh, Chocolate Insomnia by Subasa Hanekawa, and we're gonna be closing with uh, Aiwo Utai by Luna Hara, Hara, Haruna. 
And uh, hope you guys enjoy that. And we'll be back here after the song, and we'll do some more discussion, more spoiler-related. Uh, so stay tuned. And thank you all for listening who are leaving. You can check us out at talkaspirit.com, and y'all take care. Oos! you left off the non-spoiler area with this, let's get into full-on spoilers, Nekamonogatari Shiro or Nekamonogatari White. What is this final scene? I, I love that when we watch the final scenes, because to recap those who haven't watched this in a long time, you had uh, Subasa or or uh, Kuro Hanekawa was fighting against the, uh, the tiger and as she was nearly going to be taken out, suddenly out of nowhere, here comes Kokoro, uh, what was it called? Kokoro... It's the severing sword, so... <laughs> Kokoro Waragi suddenly appears out of nowhere and goes right into the tiger, and here's Araragi looking epic, like he just fought in an entire army of people, comes down, and you have this whole moment where Subasa finally says... Subasa finally lets loose what she's been holding back and says, I love you. Can we go out with marriage in mind? Right. And Adaragi says, no, I, I, there's somebody else that I love. And it was funny because after this whole thing happened and the scene kind of closed out, Chris, I had this in my head of, I, I, I really don't like Sendra Gahara right now. <laughs> and sure enough, Chris turns and vocally says... What was it? I I I hate. Is it, is it is it is it is it is it just me or is this scene? No, I said this scene has made me absolutely despise Sindra Gahara right now. And I went, I <laughs> no, I think you said something to the effect of, is it is it bad that I seen this or something like that? Because I'm like, I was thinking the exact same thing yeah. right then. It was like that scene triggered the same response to him and me at the same exact time. It was a. I don't like Sinja Gahara right now. Right. Like, this hurt. This scene right that, here hurt. That scene hurt bad. I, I was literally, 
I I was tearing up. It, it hurt me so much to see Subasa, and and that goes to show you how much this set. I I I liked Subasa as a yeah, she's cute. I adore her. I like her little catchphrase and all that stuff, which the catchphrase got kind of destroyed this <laughs> this set. But <laughs> was it Gaina or Ga- uh, Gaina? Gaina? I know everything. Gaina. I know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know everything. I- I but but that scene it she she had already kind of wiggled her way and and this is a character who has fought and fought and fought in in my head it's like I like I said at the beginning of this this show it's like each character I can sit here and I can go I I love this character but then five seconds later I can I'll turn right around and I'll say this character I like. But then I'll turn around and I'll think about five reasons why I like this character. This character has fought, and 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 I'm this show. I don't know how to. It's like a mud fight. These these characters are fighting for my affection, and I love that Subasa with this set of characters has really came out one of the strongest characters in the show altogether. And when this scene kind of hit. It absolutely made me realize I I I like Cinder Gahara for her kind of snarky personality, but I've never had a real reason to not like her. So this this particular scene made gave me a a true reason. And now I give this show full possibilities that it might figure out a way to make Cinder Gahara actually a viable candidate in my my book. Well, the, but right the now last, she's the last <laughs> arc in the second season is called Hitagi's End, so we're going to get a full on arc for her. So I'm hoping they will sell on Hitagi End. Yeah, like she's going to die. No, like I'm assuming in the first story. <laughs> I'm not saying that she's dying. Um, that would be great because hey, I, I'm on board. So, <laughs> no, that's exactly what I thought when I seen Hitagi end. When we were talking about, we were we were talking after watching this arc. I had seen Hitagi end because I wanted to, I wanted to see. I, I was looking at thumbnails of the later episodes, <laughs> trying to find out when are they going to show us what Araragi just went through because he looks like he just went through hell. And so I'm looking ahead and I seen Hidagi's in and I would not, I have to say that it crossed my mind. I hope she dies there <laughs> because Subasa needs to win. I, I feel so bad for this because there was a time where I really, really, truly loved uh, Sindhagar. And it's, it's so frustrating. That I like, I, have, I like the chemistry and jokes. I've never had a connection with Sindhagar as I, a relationship. I, I, I never liked I, opposite attracts and she is that. That's all I can see Araragi likes is the opposite of tracks. Like, of course, he kind of points that out. I like when she's she's nagging at me. I like when she tears apart my words. I like that aspect of it. it that's the only thing he's really said that he likes about her. But we've really need, never seen them together enough to see that they're forming a relationship that would drive him away from Subasa. Like we mentioned with uh, Nekomantari White, it was like... Or, or black. It was like they had this whole moment with them together where it seemed like they both loved each other. He loved her... Enough that he would die for her, and she loved him. We we're getting the confirmation that she loves him in this arc, and it's like, I don't get it. Why why are you not together? <laughs> Kiss, as the the comic shows. Kiss. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a bad. I guess we can mention the scene that was kind of frustrating. We, I guess we kind of went into it quite a bit, but you had the whole 
thing where Subasa, her helm just burned down. She can't ask for help. So she goes, she tells her parents that she's got a place to stay. And she goes to the, the, the rundown cram school and starts sleeping there. And then Sinjagahara shows up and she is literally beside herself in sorrow and and compassion with with Hanakawa. Like she's upset that Hanakawa would go to this place and sleep here. It's it's you shouldn't be here. You could be somewhere safe, and this is a dangerous place. And I've been searching all night trying to find you, and I thought something happened to you. And she was she was literally tearing and she was crying. And I'm going, Who is this? <laughs> This isn't this isn't Sinjigahara. I've never seen her show that much care for Subasa. Like I, I don't know where I their haven't even seen her from. show. I haven't even seen her show exactly. that much for uh, Araragi, exactly. who is quote unquote her boyfriend. I mean, she's that, always been stone faced, cynical character. She's never been emotional, right? So it was. I mean, I mean, Grand, you you had the whole thing with the crab was guarding her emotions. She lost the crab, but she never showed emotion even from that point. And it's not and it's not like I don't give that kind of possibility that she does hide those emotions. It's more along the lines of you gotta and that's and and and, and it sounds like we're picking at the story. It's 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 that these are things that I don't wanna say is a bad thing. It, it, it just but came out of left field. It just, it did. It came out of left field. If you had shown kind of a hint of it here or there, like, Sindhukara is basically perfect. It's just like the idea of Subasa being perfect. I, I got eased into the idea of Subasa having flaws. I... I didn't get eased into the idea of Sindhukara having flaws. She is... Literally, as it stands right now, perfect. I, yeah, she has a pretty rough background, but at the same time, it's not something that has been shown as something that is a, um, well, Subasa was so dramatic because, or dramatic for us in Nekomatari Black and White because we never really seen too much of her in the previous art or in the, in the, in the first season because it was really a thing of, she was there for the, of course, uh, Sawari Neko. We had that whole th- arc with her. Um, she helped the Fire Sisters for a little bit. But this was these two arcs was where we were like, let's just unravel her completely and see everything that's going on inside her mind. With uh, Sinjigahara, we had so much of her throughout the entire first I two guess. seasons. Yeah, that's true. Except for maybe when it got into the, uh, the, uh, the Fire Sisters because she kind of well, stepped even- aside. But, he, but we always seen her... Long after her arc with the Hatagi Grag being uh, the, the crab being taken away, and she was always stone faced and cynical. She was never emotional, and so this was a very, again, like you said, it's not as a bad thing, and we're fine with that. The fact the fact that they had so much time together in this arc was great. I love seeing those two characters together and form bonds through their knowing Adadagi, but more so bonds with each other. Like you had Sinjigahara telling uh, the Sawari Neko or or or. Uh, the Black Hanakawa, protect her, keep her safe. That was a, a precious scene. I loved it. And the fact that Subasa was going through so much to protect her home, like she was, she's she's obviously down there. You're going to harm her, and I will not let you do that. That's all great. It was just, it was just a an out of nowhere. She's emotional, and we've never really seen that with uh, Shinjigahara. Right. Sorry, I just 
you were struggling there, and I hijacked your comment. No, it, it really you 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 hit it on the on the on the nail on the head. Okay, I I I didn't think about it. Maybe it was because of the fact that we're having so much time on Subasa all at one point right now, and we didn't have a lot of it before, and we did have a lot of Sanjuyahara, but now suddenly she's. She's changed everything that they pretty much have built her up the entire show. So, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that it is kind of difficult. It was a really out of left field for her character. And it like I said, it's not that it's unreasonable for her to have feelings. It's not unreasonable for her to be a very masked character, but at the same time, I still feel like I should have been eased into it a little bit better. Show me some kind of flaws before this point where she does a complete emotional breakdown in front of Subasa. Or at least acknowledge the fact that she just broke down and she's like, wait, well, I haven't really done that in a long time. That was a that was completely yeah. out of character and make a joke out of it or something. Yeah, <laughs> it, like, like I said, it, it was very, very... I, I do know she has a very emotional past. She has a very... I'm sorry, not emotional, a very dark past. Um, so I do acknowledge that she has a lot of guards up. I, I do acknowledge that, and I do understand that that is part of her character development. But at the same time, it was still outside of the realms of... <sighs> you You still have the problem of... You still have not built a character relationship between these two characters enough that it would break her character. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like with Aradagi, she has by far more character interaction development between those two. And when he goes and disappears, she doesn't react in any way, but Subasa goes and stays the night at a, at a broken down building. And so therefore Sindhogahara is going to emotionally blow up on her. Yeah, and I, 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 that's like I was saying. I, I can chop it up to many things. I don't want to dwell on it too much. But it, it, there, of course, is the gaps of time when we're always watching Aradagi. They could be spending time together. And there's also an element of that's the way that we always see how Sinjikar acts because that's how she always acts to Aradagi. Right. And she might be very domineering to Aradagi, whereas other people, now that she has the crab gone, she might be more connected to and more... Uh, she she seemed like very big sisterly in this entire season with Subasa, and so that just might be how that she acts with her. She's a weird character. Uh, Sinjukahar has always been a weird character. She's always had an issue with how to act, and she's pointed out the fact that she's just she's not normal, or that she she doesn't know how to act in certain situations. And so this might be that she's exploring those things now. And so I I can see there's possibly reasons why. So we we don't. We don't want to. Yeah, and and and, and, and don't take anything of this as a. It's not a nitpicky thing. It's just a. This is how I feel coming out of this show. Does that make sense? Yeah. I because I still think it was a great arc. I loved the show. So, and I think it still looks great. I still think I still love the interactions. I still love the stories. I there's I'm not I'm not. It didn't change the way I feel about the show. I just. That's how I felt in those situations. To kind of dig back to uh, our uh, talk during Nekomonogatari Black, it does continue on with the element of, yeah, Tsubasa is a scary person, as uh, Oshino has said, and that it seems like Tsubasa might be like a 
apparition birthing thing. <laughs> like, Sawari Neko was a normal apparition. Then connecting with her suddenly becomes something more than what a Sawari Neko is normally. It becomes something more powerful. And then, to out of nowhere, now there's a tiger. Kako Tiger. And it is filling off of envy and negativity. It talks. Oshino has never even seen a uh, seen this tiger. It doesn't even know it exists. Never seen a tiger that talks, anyways. And so now we're pointing out again that Subasa has now once again created something that has never been seen before. And so I'm wondering, like, is he just like an apparition birthing <laughs> I didn't think thing? About that, <laughs> yeah, she is kind of scary, huh? <laughs> so yeah, it continues this, this exactly what Oshino said that she is this scary thing that is able to create but things. Just, just, just saying. Let's not make Subasa truly wrathful <laughs> yeah, let's, not, let's not take her off and I, I wonder if that's something they'll 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 explore again later that i hope this isn't all we see of subasa because it's like you suddenly subasa dragon her. is a thing yeah. <laughs> next arc subasa dragon and subasa demon and all this crazy stuff starts coming out from it uh, but yeah, I just I got a kick out of that when I, when they kind of finally maybe uh, out maybe that's the reason why Sindragahara <laughs> calls her Subasa Sama. <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, and that's what we're kind of pointing out with with when we're talking about uh, Nekomatari Black. It was this element of is the reason why she said that because she realizes just how powerful Subasa is. Like everybody's pointing out that, whereas Adaragi was always saying that she's a goddess. Oshino Mimi was pretty much saying she's dangerous. And then you explored the Black Hanakawa, and then go on and into the Tiger. It's like, yeah, she's a she's a dangerous and powerful thing, if <laughs> let unchecked, kind of thing. So yeah, it was that was that was definitely a, a cool little element to kind of continue on her her theme of being very interesting of a character through the apparitions that kind of seem to be either coming from her or being drawn to her. So. Um, the little scene with, uh, Mr. Episode, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to get more of that with, with Adaragi's side of it, but, uh, yeah, I kind of point out that he was, had nearly killed her before and that she, and that Mr. Episode owed her some kind of debt. So I'm kind of wondering exactly how that's going to turn out. It was kind of a quick scene, but of course, probably the more interesting part of that whole scene was, uh, Oshino memes senpai who showed up. And she was kind of, uh, she knew how to get at uh, Subasa. She knew, of course, she kind of points out that she knows everything, and she was kind of nagging at Subasa and the idea. You've seen her knowledge of Subasa and the fact that it seemed like everything she was saying was purposely to show, to kind of belittle Subasa. I, I guess is the best way to put it. She was saying that she knows everything, she knows what you don't know, and she wanted her to know that. I mean, she said it in several different ways. In several different flavors to say the same exact thing, but it was all to kind of show that she was better than her. And I was kind of interested to see where they kind of go with with Guy. And I, I they kind of like I said before, she was meme senpai, and she would kind of point out the fact that she she knew that uh, Yozuru and um, Yozuru's uh, familiar was coming, and that they wanted to beat them to a certain location. So I'm kind of interested to see how that all kind of unfolds, hopefully on Adaragi's side. I hope it's not something that's just kind of down the road that we just don't see yet, but it was an interesting scene and introduced two new characters that kind of, whenever new characters get explored in the show, it's always like, oh, hey, new character, and they're always 
completely fascinating, and I want to know more about him. I know that Mr. Episode looked like he was one of the guys from the very early first series flashbacks, so I know that he was possibly there during the entire ordeal. He says he's a half-vampire. Points out he's six years old, not human. Chris joked at my notes. <laughs> I put not human because he said he wasn't human. Um, so yeah, like I'm very, I'm very interested to see where that goes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a kick out of it. It says six years old, which it, that's what he said, and he and it says not human. I was like, which he's well, of course, said, Andrew, of he's not human. He's six years old and he's an adult. I, <laughs> he pointed out in the same order. Um, got to see Shinobu for like ten minutes <laughs> throughout the entire six yeah, episodes. I felt a little bit. There was a void. Shinobu deprived. Yeah, there was a this. Shinobu void there. Um. But yeah, she was talking with uh with Sawari Neko. I like that whole conversation. Just kind of, it, it it's always it's like this element of Shinobu always knows that she's like super awesome. Wait, one thing that I do, I I can come away from this entire series saying, Aradagi does have a mom. Yes, we have. You kind of we have actual confirmation, my Shinobu. But okay, we have actual confirmation that. There is a mom to Araragi. Well, I think was it the very beginning of this one, or was it during the last season? They kind of point out that they that they were they were cops. They were both. From it was the at the force. beginning of this this yeah, season. I think it was a season because they were because yeah. About. I, I guess in our last review, we're kind of going. Are they alive? No, I don't know if they're alive. Or maybe it's just a, a a phase or something like that. <laughs> and yeah, now we get confirmation. Yeah, uh, uh, Subasa was talking to the Fire Sisters, and at some point, the Fire Sisters were mentioning it was during their breakfast. I think they were mentioning that uh, that he looks like the mom, but has the personality of the dad or something. And <laughs> the they, mom looked like Sinjigara. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> had the same attitude and that same head tilt going on. I was like, oh my gosh, she's Sinj- as as the whole head tilt's happening. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Sinjigara. I got a kick out of it because it was like um, both of the girl, both of the sisters. Uh, that's why. That's why I, I figured it out. We're, we're struggling with the whole idea of why Sinjigara and not Subasa. I just figured it out. You know how people always say that you always marry your mom? Mm-hmm. Or some people marry their mom? There you go. I, I was getting ready to go somewhere <laughs> in that direction, but with the with the whole thing with the Fire Sisters and they they uh they were talking to Sibasa and 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 she asks them about their boyfriends and she asks them what what are their personalities like and they said Onicha. Oh, right. <laughs> so so obviously dad is like uh like uh uh, Araragi, so mom is like Shin- Shinjo Gohara, so yeah. <laughs> continues on. Continues on. Continues on. Uh, but that was a cool scene, though. I liked, I liked, it was, it's nice to I have know it was not legit. only... I know it was kind of a, 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 a brother con, a bro con thing yeah. going on there, but, you know, it, it was still kind of funny. That... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to have, yeah, existence of parents. Yay, thank you for actually having existence of parents. Um, but to not only have that, but the introduction to one of the parents to be that strong, like she just came out and was like, look, you're welcome here, but you can't stay here. You have a family to go to. You're our guest, but you're not, it's not permanent kind of thing. And she kind of says, I think something to the effect of, uh, averting your eyes is running away. I mean, she gave, it was a mom moment of, I know exactly what's going on. And these are the words that you need <laughs> kind of go on with your life moment. And I thought it was really cool. 
cool little scene, even though he had the whole extreme shaft head tilt that kind of made me go, oh my gosh, we're doing that. I think her head turned got down to her hind end at some point. It, it, it went back pretty far. <laughs> it was it was a little crazy, it's, but that's shaft that's that's head tilt shaft in the moment there. Um, but yeah, you hijacked me from Shinobu. I, I liked seeing the the Shinobu has like this feeling of she's powerful and she knows it. And she's kind of pointing out the idea that I'm going to, I could suck your blood, but since you gave me this information, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that off for now. And I think that it was at that moment where they finally started showing that Suwari Neko was actually wanting to help. She didn't, she didn't want to, or it didn't want to be to do mischief. It wanted to do exactly what the mistress needed her to do. To have that whole moment with the letter and how Subasa was writing to communicate to Suwari Neko was just a really cool little scene. I like that. I think it was always, it was up until the halfway point of this particular arc that I still didn't, we didn't still get a complete surefire that Subasa knows that she has this other side to her. And even with the ending of uh, Nekamonokatari Black, she said that, or they said that she didn't remember anything that happened. And then kind of move on to this season, it was like, I, we still don't know if there's a, that she knows that that, that this is happening to her. But then she started piecing it together and then to have that letter kind of sent out that says, this is her first moment of actually asking for help. She's asking for help. She needs help. And how Sawari ended up acting that whole situation was really cool. I like the whole scene with Tiger and how she's wanting to help uh, Sinjikahara, or not Sinjikahara, well, Sinjikahara, but help out her mistress was, was really cool. Hopefully that's not the last we see of the tiger. I was hoping that she would end up strong arming this tiger, and we see the tiger later. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, well, it'd be, it, it it'd be, it'd be it uh, manifest in in her. It'd be, yeah, it would be, it'd be uh, Kuro Hanakawa riding on top of the tiger to go into battle. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> no, uh, I, super, I yeah. absolutely, I loved the the appearance of the stripes in her hair. I thought that was so cool, and then and she, she dyed, it. dyed it. I was like, no. Oh, baby, I love it. Don't do that. <laughs> well, she says he, she dyes it every morning, so she'll, we'll see if he'll, she'll. And, and if she, she was saying she, that she was going to let her hair grow out. Yeah. She, yeah, Sindra Kahar was asking her if so she was going to hair grow some, Something nice to come out of this entire set of shows. <laughs> 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 ah, don't worry. Don't worry about it. And don't worry about it, Subasa. You can come home to me. I'll take care of you forever. Yeah. So that's 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 the line. Get, get get Neko the, ears the, and everything. I I don't mind. I'm I'm totally on board with your your thing that's going on. I'm I'm okay with it. I I'll I'll accept you for who you are. That's the silver lining and everything. Is that yeah. whoever the protagonist chooses, you can officially say is your waifu because they're not taken. Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um. Anything else that we didn't cover? I, I think. I like seeing that we finally got confirmation that Kanbaru's arm is still officially has a apparition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I didn't know if that was a for sure or not. I think we've talked about it in the previous ones as well. I, um, they did. They did say that uh, she was related to. I know everything, girl. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. The the Izuku Gaina, which they were they were specifically saying that she her family name is from the lineage of Kanbaru. I think is what they were saying. So yeah, I know that they, they may had, be related. Yeah, they had implied that Kambaru was involved in the uh, Omiyojis. Is, is that what they're called? The 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 priests, the monk type. The yeah, at some point, uh, 
the guy from the pre the 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 Oshino, yeah, or not Oshino, uh, Kaika, Kaiki, Kaiki, Kaiki came to her home at some point and then pointed out that she's not, he doesn't feel an, enough power to warrant it. He's just gonna leave. Like he came there because he knew that there was something there. It was no longer there, and he left. So, yeah, there's a lot of connection. That's that's what's great. It's like I, I can almost push Commodore off the side and saying there's really nothing there. But then suddenly they'll kind of do these little things that say, no, Kamburu is still going to be involved. Of course, we have a whole uh, arc coming up here later, but she's going to be involved, and this is how she's involved. And you're like, okay, cool. She still has an important role in the show. Like, every character, even after we finish their arc, still has an important role to play in, like, this massive psychotic world. <laughs> Anything else you want to point out? No, I, I think we've overbeat this dead horse. Yes, we did. That's always good because people love. I hope people love listening to us talk about uh, Bakemonogatari. Um, but yeah, that's that's Nekomonogatari White or Nekomonogatari Shiro Shiro or Monogatari Second Season Arc First Arc. <laughs> and our next one is what is it? Uh, Hachikuchi. We have Hachikuchi next. I hope so. Yeah. I, I'm 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 severely lacking on lolly power right now. <laughs> I know it's you know he showed up for like a couple minutes <laughs> uh, we hope you guys enjoy this uh, this review and this discussion of uh, Monogatari series and uh, you all take care Oos. Oh,